Hey, this is Harry, and this is Making It Big. Hi, this is Maya, and today we are super excited to be talking to a good friend of both of ours, Frankie Wolf, and that is with two O's. <laughs> so Frankie is 20, and she is such an inspiring woman and also so dedicated. She has been captain of the University of Bristol Women's Rugby Club, which is now the largest in the UK and has received many awards. She also studies computer science and innovation and believes that now more than ever, women can feel empowered to be who they want to be in traditionally male-dominated industries. So in this episode, we ask her what motivates her, what she has learned from rugby, and where she intends to see herself in the future. So be excited. Here goes. So Frankie, everyone's just heard a bit about kind of who you are, what we can expect to speak to you about and kind of some of the amazing things you've been up to. But I thought maybe we could start by kind of saying how we know each other and why we've got you on. So we actually know each other. We go, it goes quite far back, doesn't it? We, um, yeah, we, we went to the same <laughs> secondary school, um, shout out to Grey Court, Richard <laughs> Montaigne. Um, and then we went to the same sixth form, yeah. um, well, sort of. I went to the boys', uh, boys school, school and you went yeah. to the girls' school. And I will just say now, um, the girls' school definitely had some stricter conditions to get into. So oh, you have, okay, yeah, <laughs> you, you you've trumped that, me there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now, now we're at the same university and yeah. we're kind of doing the same course. Yeah. Um, in that I do like geography. You guys are like obsessed. Like, <laughs> well, like <laughs> bad case. Someone's definitely talking the other in some way. <laughs> what? This is going to be my first question. Are you following me? <laughs> um, no, I'm joking. I definitely think you're the one following me, Harry. But okay. <laughs> Just similar minds, maybe. Yeah, very um, similar minds. But yeah, okay. Um, to kind of get into it, we've obviously um introduced you as being someone that's in sport and a, a woman in sport in particular. Um, but your sport is rugby. So we're just going to kind of ask you, you know, why rugby and how's your experience with that sport in yeah, particular? Yeah, of course. Um, so women's rugby. So I live um in Southwest London. So in Southwest mm-hmm. London, you've got Twickenham Stadium, like literally round the corner. Um, also for women's teams, there are five of the twelve Premiership teams here. Like nearly mm. half of the premiership is within a half an hour drive. So it's such a big drive um, for rugby round here. And I remember it was back in 2015 when it was the World Cup, um, Rugby World Cup, and there was like a mm. big fan zone in Richmond. Um, I absolutely loved it, just the atmosphere, the sport and everything. Going to be mm. honest, didn't know what the rules were then, but <laughs> still loved it. Um, and it was actually, so 2015, I was really like year 10, year 11. And the reason why I actually did it is because... Did you guys do Duke of Edinburgh? I didn't, no. Um, no so, my, yeah, yeah. yeah so I scored, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, okay. So as part of Duke of Edinburgh, you need a sport. Right. Um, okay. And oh, is that why then? Because <laughs> I, no, I, I originally did karate, but then I used that sport for bronze. So I okay. needed a new sport. And I was like, well, I've always wanted to try rugby. So let's give it a go. And you only had to do it for about 10 hours of sport or something mm, in total. Yeah. And uh, what five years later, I'm still doing it. Are. So that's yeah, amazing. That's I wasn't I expecting that. It. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just kind of accidentally. Yeah. Um, that's so interesting. Um, and kind of, do you find it tough? Because obviously, I don't know. It's kind of quite an intense sport. Wouldn't, mm. wouldn't you agree? It's kind of, you know, it's not something you just kind of accidentally do. Yeah. Even though maybe <laughs> that's yeah. kind of what you've said, <laughs> well, but you know, it's definitely something you have to commit to. Yeah. Well, as I said, like my previous sport was karate, so mm. I've already come it's from. Kind of like ties in. Yeah. yeah quite like physical sport contact sport um I think my mum signed me up for karate so I stopped fighting my sisters 
um and then that just continued to rugby and I really enjoy it like people people think there is there is a stigma especially around women's rugby um Mm. but I think once you actually understand it better give it a go it's Mm. a completely different sport from what it appears on the surface Mm. which is what I really enjoy what kind of what kind of thing do you mean by that in the sense like just for someone who I guess like, like hmm. I don't I've never played rugby yeah, um, and in my head like when I do watch it I'm like oh my gosh will I hmm. survive you know yeah. so what kind of thing do you mean like now that you've played it for maybe four or five years hmm. what would you say about the sport that you didn't really expect when you first started or now hmm. that you're doing it at union yeah you've been captain you know this year and have achieved incredible stuff like what is it about the sport now perhaps that you're like wow this is so different for me um, I definitely say there are two sides to the sport. So there's the actual playing on the pitch mm. and then there's the also club culture and reputation mm. of yeah. rugby. And I definitely say on the pitch, like I know a lot of people like watch a game and they're like, oh no, I'm, like, I couldn't mm-hmm. do that. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. That's but if you, yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I hear it all the time when I was trying to recruit freshers, they like yeah. rugby and they ran, honestly. Um, but I think it's that initial hurdle and then once people try it like I there are girls on our team who range from all the way to like six foot whatever to five foot two and the great thing is there is a position on the pitch for every girl and yeah. mm. and you play to each other's strengths which I'll probably mm. develop onto later when we talk about how that links to um, yeah, entrepreneurship definitely. but I definitely think um, people don't really realise that for the sport and mm. how diverse it is on the pitch uh, and then on the other side regarding club culture I feel like the reputation of rugby tends women's rugby will stem off men's rugby Mm. but I definitely say it's two very different cultures um maybe not as much at the higher level so like England rugby but I definitely say at the lower level there is like a stigma around like what men's rugby is like and because women's rugby branches off it yeah people can assume similar similar yeah, I mean, like, it's yeah. quite intimidating, kind yeah. of, and especially even at university, that reputation for like you know, the rugby lads, mm. you know, like there's such a stigma <laughs> to that and kind of like troublemakers and stuff. I don't mm. know so much if that sticks with women's, but yeah, there's definitely kind it of. Is- it is so nice though, just like even seeing you around uni, like, you know, mm. I've seen like one of your games as well. It's Have just you? so nice. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so n- I was in the rain, it was horrible. Um, not meaning oh, the game was in the weather, I was like, oh my gosh. Um, but it was, it's so nice to see kind of that, like you're right, that culture is changing, right? And like, you've been such like a beacon for that, especially this year. I know like, you know, being, being like um, captain and everything. And I guess, so have you, cause obviously it's such a team sport. Yes. Being like a leader, I guess, this year, did that bring any kind of, um, I guess you have to put a different hat on, right? Because you're not part of mm. the, you are part of the team, but you also have to make those decisions about the mm. team, which can be quite tough, right? Yeah. How did you find all of that? And like, what did you learn from that, I guess? I would definitely say, um, so I was club captain in my second year. Mm. Uh, and my first year was very much about getting to know the people, understanding the club, um and classic saying like silly fresher just very like getting involved in everything but I definitely think when I became club captain I had to see everything from two perspectives one as a friend and the second one as a club Mm. captain and I've had situations where it's really hard to choose between what which way you take a certain situation because Mm. sometimes like yeah you could be messing about with your mates but then you also have to consider the reputation of the club you also have to Mm. consider so many other factors um 
But I would definitely say there is a lot more going on behind the scenes than appears at the surface. I, yeah. I think that's the same with everything, though. Yeah, um, it's easy to make something look... Well, it's not easy to make something look simple. That's, yeah. like, the hard thing. <laughs> yeah, precisely. Definitely. And I think, I think it's the learning curve um, to begin with, and the responsibility definitely was a mm. challenge. But I, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I guess you've kind of already touched on some kind of parallels between, because mm. obviously you do the same course as us, which is this innovation kind of yeah. business side. So maybe do you have any kind of ideas about how it kind of ties in and maybe what you've learned from rugby that you now apply to yeah. kind of other interests such as business and your course that you do obviously with innovation? Yeah, of course. As I've already mentioned, rugby is a sport where there is like, depending on your body size, your height, like your personality, mm. like your different skills, like decision making. Because mm-hmm. on a pitch, the 15 players, they each player has a very unique role and you mm-hmm. play to each other's strengths to play a game, essentially. And what I've realised since doing innovation where we've worked in interdisciplinary teams. So, for example, Harry and I worked on a project this year. Harry yep. does geography, I do computer <laughs> science. We also had yeah. anthropologists. We also had management students. We also had so many other students. Mm. And the parallel between playing to your teammates strengths strengths because yeah. yeah because admittedly you're not going to have every skill set required to mm-hmm. execute like a project or anything and I think it's identifying each, each other's strengths and using them is what's really important and I mm-hmm. definitely think that's a really really good parallel between 100% the and it's it's so much more realistic of that workplace or that real situation in life because people aren't just all from the same kind of bucket yeah, you know people, yeah, are, people are different and I think mm-hmm. having that experience in your degree is such a privilege for us and we've said many a times we're so grateful for that mm-hmm. I guess also in kind of your experience of like failure and obviously because mm-hmm. every time you go out and I think this is what you said in the conversation we had before yeah. this episode is every time you go out there's almost obviously depending on how good your team yeah. is but there is this like 50 50 chance yeah, that you're going to walk away with a frown or a smile yeah. you know and you have to kind of go into the game knowing that so kind of how do you deal with that and prepare yourself for that yeah definitely so one thing that um we're taught in innovation is sure. like learning from failure and mm. they, they like the saying like fail fast because mm-hmm. when you <laughs> fail fast that's when you learn the most completely and i definitely yeah. say what's failing faster than going out on the pitch every week and playing a game and there's a 50 well not 50 50 but I'm just going to call it a 50 50 chance there's going to be one winner um and I definitely think it's the ability to then realize not went wrong but areas of improvement maybe like areas that you haven't like thought about before different strategies and I definitely say that reflects in like in a project for example so failing fast could be are you've um developed a prototype and then you've shown it to someone and then that person, and then the feedback is suddenly not what you expected because yeah. you think it's mm. the best thing in the world. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh no. And it's the ability to not think, oh no, like this this whole project's awful, like I'm just going to give up. It's the ability mm. to listen to the feedback, listen to what they said, and then mm. maybe take a route that you hadn't considered before or something like yeah. that. So it, it's so mm. it's so interesting you say that because I so agree. I think like... Mm. And I think I, I I guess that's where I think sport can really teach you something. Because mm. I remember I've mentioned before to to Harry that like um, I was such a bad loser to the point mm. where <laughs> I would. So whenever I played like badminton, I would if I lost, I would genuinely cry on court. And I was like, <laughs> like everyone would see it, and I'd be like, my, this is so bad. Like it's, uh, but I only think because I um. I guess like because I lost loads and loads and loads, and I did it repetitively. Mm. I'm like, 
that's when I was like, okay, I need to change something or I need to pivot, I need to do something else. And I think I take that sort of mentality and that resilience and that constant, yeah, like failing fast um, to when I do do business or work or do projects. Mm. And it's quite exciting. And I think, is it is it weird? Sometimes I see it when you can tell someone else has done sport in some, some way. Like yeah. I just sometimes <laughs> sense when it's like, um, they've just got that kind of mindset of like, it's fine, let's just mm. change it up or let's keep going. And I think it's really interesting that you... Yeah, yeah you, exactly. Yeah, and you can get that from sport, which is yeah. pretty crazy. I think it's really interesting mm. how that can... I mean, from any activity, really, but I think sport definitely has that correlation like so like mm. well, to be fair. It gives you a chance to put it into practice, you know, because even at university, as much as we're taught to kind of fail fast and stuff, you know, those opportunities to actually fail, you know, we do what, two projects a year? We don't have that many opportunities to completely just fail. Whereas if you're doing a game every week, you've got every week a chance to fail. And, you know, and it's that chance to take that kind of knowledge out of the textbook and put it into practice. And you will get the results on that day, if not the day after, to know that, you know, you need to do something different next time. So I guess that's a great thing that sports does. Um, I also, can I ask one quick question about um, that? Because, so I had been reading this book called Legacy and it was about the like all blacks and um, how it was about that teaches you the business of life. Mm -hmm. And so you've mentioned it like just a couple of minutes ago, Frankie, about culture in your team. Mm -hmm. And I think obviously culture plays a big role in entrepreneurship as well as um, sport. What do you think like, I guess, what do you do as a leader, obviously, having been this year? Um, what kind of things do you do to ensure that you have that culture of communication and trust and respect, like from one, I guess, your rugby teammates, but also, I guess, in a um, business project sort of environment? I guess what's quite what's important for you to kind of instill quite early on? I would definitely say one thing that's really good in terms of encouragement throughout the team, mm. especially so for me, there were two teams this year. There was my rugby team who we went out and played on the pitch, but then there's also my committee team. Yeah. Um, so in terms of running the club, mm. but I definitely say one thing that really drives success is a shared common goal and a shared common vision. Mm. Yeah. And there are so many times where like, it, like referring to like projects and innovation where you're doing a project but people have very different ideas on how mm-hmm. the end product's going to look and I think that's when a lot of clashes occur and that's when a lot mm-hmm. of like confusion um happens but I definitely say one thing that's really good um to ensure success is like communication like just discussing what do we want out of this how yeah. do we see this looking because what's really good about that is then in terms of encouragement it's so easy to then encourage people because everyone knows what they're aiming for. Mm. Because I definitely say in group projects, for example, um, at university, I know a lot of people love them, a lot of people hate them. Um, <laughs> and there's always going to be the one person in the group who wants like full marks, wants to do as well as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there may be some person in the group where it's like, oh, you know what? I only need 60 in this to pass. Yeah. I don't mm. mind. So true. And yeah. like, fair enough to them. That's what they want. That's what they've set themselves, their own personal mm-hmm. goal. But what's really important is to discuss as a collective what the collective goal is. Yeah. Because mm, like so a disparity in vision at the end will cause conflict. Um, yeah. So I think early discussions <laughs> is what really, really helped. Um, definitely. No, that's really that, true. Yeah. It is so true. Um, what's quite funny though is um, I was speaking to Maya and a bit to you um, before this and kind of you both have sport as kind of a big part of your life. But um, 
I wouldn't yeah. say I don't, you know, I, I've definitely kind of dabbled. Dabbled, um, yeah, I was going to say dabbled. <laughs> I've, da- I've done a bit of athletics and I did some rowing with um, Bristol, but all my sports like I have a tended week, to do. Was it or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did it for about, I think I did it for year one. Um, no, yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, come on, guys. Um, even those sports, they're quite sort of kind of solitary. They're kind of like, even though rowing, obviously, you're on a team, like it's still kind of like you focus on yourself a lot. Whereas the kind of sports you, you two are talking about, they're very much like it's about that kind of group communication, that kind of motivation and that picking other people up. And I just wondered maybe, obviously, sports sounds like this great opportunity and this great kind of way to do that. But is there a substitute? Is there maybe, maybe I might say kind of how I do my creative things or my kind of arty yeah. things that's another way I can kind of get that experience. You know, I learned that this doesn't work and I see that straight away. So maybe, have you ever had experience, maybe something else that gives you those same parallels or has it just been always sports for you? I think it's really interesting that you mentioned that because I was going to say for me personally, I have channeled it through sports. sports I've had sports so throughout fair. my entire yeah. life. Mm. Um, but I definitely say what's really important is that like this this podcast is like by all means not saying you need to do sports to be successful no, like, yeah. in entrepreneurship like not nowhere near that we're no, saying no. that <laughs> no 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 <laughs> I definitely think it's really important to realize where you channel that additional mm. like additional mm. skill set so mm-hmm. when I was younger I played seven different instruments I mm. like swam wow. I like I did ballet sailed you're one of those like, <laughs> you're the oh, you were the kid that everyone didn't like because they were just good at uh, everything like yeah. Yeah, on Monday <laughs> I've got rowing then I've got Tuesday got dance <laughs> genuinely, genuinely yeah Harry if you went to my primary school as well you would have known but <laughs> I definitely think it's so important to try out as many different things. Like, for example, my family is extremely creative. Um, mm. My parents are architects. My Both my sisters do design. Mm. And then that's where they channel their, yeah. their, their like, where they challenge their additional skill sets. Um, mm-hmm. But, Harry, as you said, that like, you do a lot of photography, filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah. But you do, like, so many other things. Mm-hmm. But I think what's really important is that you choose an area that works for you rather mm-hmm. than one that people are telling you this is what you should yeah, do because exactly. otherwise mm-hmm. you're not going to enjoy it mm-hmm. it's that practicing isn't it it's like finding that thing where you can almost have that yeah. output because yeah. we get so much input especially as students and it's it's easy to kind of just bottle it up and kind of just explode and you don't really learn from just the mm. input you learn when it's coming out you know it's the output and you've you produce something and it works mm. and that's when you actually really learn um it's yeah, so for true sure. and i think like on your point harry the um whatever activity you do you're going to get something from it like I think sport maybe is more orientated towards like competition and learning Mm -hmm. yeah the failing side but like like so I used to play the flu and oh my god like the thought of practicing every day I just wasn't (laughs) good at it like I didn't have that kind of discipline and that's another thing that music can teach a lot of people and Mm -hmm. again that can be applied to any sort of like you know project or business thing or anything so I think yeah I guess it's exposing yourself to as much as you can even if you do fail at the activity there's always something that you can take out Mm. from it you know anything and I think that's what's quite really like good about Mm -hmm. it um Mm. and I think we are so lucky now that especially our generation you know we have so many opportunities like even at school like so many things are heading our way in terms of Mm. opportunities and Mm. you know sports for some people what creative stuff for other people and you know, we're just so lucky to have those opportunities for mm. us to do. But maybe, you know, even today there still exists so those kind of difficulties. Even, you know, we've already said you're not you're a woman in sport. You know, mm. that's quite kind of not controversial. But, you know, you've, you've got to be quite brave at some point to think, you know, I'm going to go for against 
potentially what are these stigmas or these just kind of like the patriarchy of that's not what a woman does, you know? Yeah. So I just maybe what's and especially come on with like your computer science and stuff, like even business, you know, you're doing three incredibly male dominated yeah. kind of fields and Real, you're kind of yeah. powering through and it's quite inspirational. But I guess kind of what is your take of the kind of women in sport, women in tech and how are you kind of experiencing being maybe a min- minority in those spaces? Mm, I would definitely say it, it is notable, especially on my course. So I do computer science mm-hmm. and I remember my first first week at university, turned up to my lecture hall, 200 people in a lecture hall and I counted mm-hmm. the number of girls and there are about <laughs> eight girls in the room. <laughs> but at the same time, there is some kind of like solidarity between the minority, mm-hmm. which I think has been so helpful. Like I definitely say going, um, like doing my course for the last two years, the solidarity between like the other girls in tech has been incredible. Mm-hmm. I definitely say for me, the reason, I, not the reason why I like to go into fields where I am a minority, but I think mm. it's because I was thinking about this um, the other day uh, and I was basically saying, my I would say that an entrepreneur is someone that instead of looking at the world and then finding where they can fit in, there's mm. someone that looks at the world and thinks, actually, no, why can't we do this? Why can't I do that? Mm. And I definitely yeah. say it's that kind of mindset that I have that has kind of pushed me into into tech, into playing mm-hmm. rugby, because I really like, not that I really like challenging what happens already, but I do. But it's so I good do, to do. Yeah. yeah, it's just the mindset that I have. That I, That's amazing, though. It's like it's in some ways it kind of like empowers you, right? Mm-hmm. To just, it motivates you to... Um, do something a bit different or be a bit bolder and just like go for what you genuinely want to do mm. and I think that's amazing and I loved what you said about like seeing the world as just like you know asking why like you don't have mm. to mm. we don't have to be sheep and just follow um, well, you know what everyone else does mm-hmm. exactly yeah. and I think and I think that's also such an amazing example for like just anyone who is even listening just like whether you are a minority or woman or you know whatever like mm there is so much that you still can do, even if it you are like only one of eight girls in a room of mm. 200 people. 200, like, yeah. <laughs> own it. Like, it's actually pretty cool. Like, mm. I think it's insane. That you, it's amazing. Like, I think you should be like, well, hey, I love it. It's so good. <laughs> I do love it. I absolutely love it. I, yeah. <laughs> I encourage Is more. there anything that you like struggle with about it? In the sense, like, it's a, like, because I think it's incredible that you do, you do it. But is there, mm. have there been moments where you're like, you've genuinely felt, it's a bit tough or it's hard oh oh yeah but it's very difficult to realize when it's difficult because for example I am a girl and people may not take me seriously and when Mm. it is actually just difficult and everyone else is doing the same (laughs) yeah because computer science is hard um but I definitely say that I've spoken to um the other girls on the course and like there is an agreement that sometimes we are like people do talk to us in a more patronising way compared to how they would other people. Mm. But obviously, like, that's down to the individual rather than the industry um, mm. who, who like, may see us in a different perspective. But I definitely, like, that doesn't really put me off. Like, I, and I hope it doesn't mm. put anyone else off because I mm. think it's really important to just persevere. Um, yeah, it's interesting because, like, you know, it's all well and good, you having that kind of brave outlook and you pushing mm. yourself into those places, but you're not always greeted with a, a, mm. a like a nice mm. kind of like um, <laughs> big hug and say welcome. You know, sometimes the attitudes you receive back and it kind of links back to what we said about networking in mm. the real world or even in those places that are dominated by a certain type of people, they're not always open to opening up and networking and connecting mm. with you, especially if you're some, maybe someone, even a woman or maybe someone that potentially could 
you know, almost do better than them and excel. And because obviously being a woman in computer science, as much as like you might think that puts you at a disadvantage, mm-hmm. it also kind of puts you in this yeah. kind of superpower position because you've got, advantage. you're you're one of eight in a room of 200. Mm-hmm. So your perspective on that is so unique and mm-hmm. so almost like, it's like that diversity thing we speak about in innovation. That's yeah. actually where the kind of the, the greatness comes from is in tapping into those kinds of, God, I never, th- I never thought of that. I never heard about that kind mm. of perspective. Mm. And that is so true because I've always thought about it in the traditional sense, yeah, but precisely. this new perspective changes everything. Precisely. So if anything, you're probably someone that they're slightly intimidated, intimidated <laughs> by, you know, it's you, you're, you're <laughs> someone to watch out. Yeah. <laughs> but true. I definitely, I think that comes into it, especially yeah. if you're... In that- in that, like on that kind of subject, um, mm. I know this is a bit of a rogue question, but it's something I think about Ooh. really often. <laughs> okay. um, and it's to do with, to some extent, like positive discrimination. But yes. um, so, you know, this whole idea of like women in tech, women in sport, mm. women in you know rugby or women in computer mm. science. Leadership, yeah. um, I, so I, I was listening to this TED talk and they were saying that like, I don't want to be known as a woman in innovation i want to just be known as someone in innovation innovation. i don't Mm. care if i'm a woman i don't care if i'm a man and i i find that perspective really interesting because i i think Mm. as much as it can be your superpower and that's brilliant is Mm. there perhaps like a fine balance between it taking over everything about what you're doing like i don't want a job just come up because i'm a woman right Mm. and Mm. i guess like where is that line between yeah when it when it crosses that and when it's just yeah when you Mm -hmm. are you know the other side of it so in, I guess in your eyes, um, Frankie, where where do you want those kind of industries like rugby yeah. or even computer science? Like, where do you want them to end up? How like, do you want them to look? Yeah. yeah. Is it very equal or is it that mm. you do have like just women in tech? Like, go, go, yeah. go. Or do you think that's needed in order to actually reach to? I think at the moment. So when when like when I apply for jobs or I get um, on LinkedIn, like messages being, oh, this is perfect for you. Mm. A lot of the time it is like specifically women in tech or women in this. Mm. And I know a lot of people that, as you just said, think, no, I don't want to, I don't want to get this job or get this opportunity or something just because I am Mm. a woman, I am Mm. from an ethnic minority, I am part of the LGBT community. Mm. But I definitely think from, like, this is what I think, is that at the moment, there is not nearly enough representation at all. Mm -hmm. And I I personally think that this... Um, positive discrimination is needed at the moment because mm. otherwise where is it going to come from where yeah. where mm-hmm. is the change going to happen mm. and in the long term I would absolutely love it just to be a person in tech mm. but in the short term these kind of movements are needed because people like like the list that I've just said like typically do not nearly get the opportunities to get into the field that they want to get into yeah. And it's definitely a way of leveling the pay off, playing field, making it more equal. Yeah. And especially just seeing role models within the industry. Yeah, like exactly. you can, I'm pretty sure like even the tech industry, I'm pretty sure so many people could name off so many like mm. tech tycoons or whatever yeah. who are all male. And I definitely think just seeing role models within the industry will cause a massive exactly. drive. And then that's something then that, that we would no longer then need to do women in tech. Yeah. But for mm-hmm. the time being, I definitely think it's needed because yeah. otherwise no change. Well, not no change will be made, but change yeah. will happen. Well, you've got more rate. power in the role, don't you? Because you've got that representation. Mm. You can then do your outreach. You can try and get mm. other women into the role, similar mm. roles, but you've got that foot in the door. You've got Precisely. that voice in the boardroom. So mm. I guess I, I do agree with you in that point and that you do, you have more power saying, you know, maybe how, it doesn't matter how you get the job and stuff. Maybe it is just positive mm. discrimination, but 
ignore that. Once you're in the role, you've got the power now to yeah. do something and make it right. So I think maybe it is that kind of kind of bite your tongue and think, okay, maybe I didn't, you know, I didn't get this job because I was the best person. I got it because I was just a woman or mm. I was the best woman. And maybe that's not kind of great for your ego. But once you get in, just you know, show them who's boss, mm. you know, and then change it and then do it, it from the inside cheesy. out, yeah. top down, 100%. And I guess that kind of links into, so we've spoken about how you're kind of a minority um, in terms of being a woman in sport. But you've managed to, in the space of almost a year, maybe um, a bit kind of from first, you've gone from a minority to then captain of the rugby club for Bristol, mm. which is an absolutely incredible achievement. And the team itself has changed so much with you at the head of it. Mm. So I guess kind of what do you look for in a team and how have you managed to achieve that? And what do you kind of encourage and motivate and power? And what do you do now that you're in that role to kind of, yeah, of make course. it right? Yeah, so because when I was club captain this year, we had an absolute storm a year. Um, mm -hmm. And I really, really wanted to take this as an opportunity to really grow the women's club to what mm -hmm. it almost deserves to be. Exactly. And mm -hmm. like rugby in particular is one of the largest growing sports in the UK. Um, and I really wanted, like, as I just said, talking about role models, for example, I really wanted our club to be a role model for other clubs. That's um, amazing. And so we, we work closely um uh, there's a cluster manager at the RFU who we've worked closely with this year and his job is to go around all the universities in his his role is the southwest of England mm -hmm. um, and encourage uh, like retention growth and staff and clubs and he told us that our club is used as a case study to all of other clubs mm -hmm. and I've had to I've had wow. to like give um so we held so many like sessions we had like an ex-England player come in to hold a session wow. like all, all down like all run by us and I've had him ask me like oh do you mind filling out this like explaining how you've done this so mm. that they can then feed it back to the other clubs and other clubs mm. can hopefully mimic it mm -hmm. um, and I definitely think for me it's been like for us it's been trying to be a role model for other clubs and just growing mm. growing sport as a whole which I really enjoyed what so what like this is incredible like it's actually I love it but I, I kind of want to know what motivates you to want to um, not that you shouldn't be, but I mean, like, what is mm. it that you really like? Yeah, what motivates you to kind of like do this? And, you know, because a lot of people just sit back and be like, yeah, I'm part of a team. That's great. But like, you've taken so much like initiative and just so much mm. like, you know, it takes integrity to do this, right? So like, what, mm. yeah, what drives I, you? I would definitely say, um, so, so the committee is made up of 10 different people. And at first I wanted to be treasurer because I saw that as a job where, most of my skill sets were suited for mm. um but I feel like for me um I've had previous experience being a treasurer so I was like perfect do treasurer again like you've already done it great um and then it was just before the AGM so when when you're like the next committee where a few of the girls were like Frankie you should be club captain like just try for it just try for mm. it mm. and what really not put me off but what I was most apprehensive about was that I knew that I lacked a lot of skills to be able to do the job. Mm. Um, like, for example, like professionalism, like talking to university staff. I've never had to do any of this before in my life. Mm. Um, but then it kind of made me realise, well, when else would you do this? Mm. Because I definitely say, like, referring back to your um, third podcast when you were talking about all the opportunities at university and how it's mm. such an amazing place, I would definitely say, um, like, getting involved in societies is a great yeah. place to learn these skills but also it's such a safe environment mm. um because if you then start developing these skills in the real world 
there's not mm. going to be as much leniency there's not going to be as much experimentation mm-hmm. yeah um so that's what made me realize plus also like I know that this is what I want to go into when I'm older so yeah. I was there like yep yeah, let's do it and I feel like how like successful you are at previous jobs will only propel you to do the same in other jobs in the future mm-hmm. so yeah if you if you aim for the highest at everything then it's that's also- just it after that don't you think it's also that thing where like I find it really interesting that you said you had experience being a treasurer and then you were like Mm. it makes sense that I was quite good at it let me continue doing it Mm. but it's moments like these when you did do the club captain that you're like actually how will you ever learn those skills if you aren't going to go in the deep end and kind of go Mm. out your comfort zone right and then I think a lot of the time you are we are all taught like okay you've learned this at uni you've done this degree this is what you should go into but sometimes it is just yeah like being a bit brave and being like you know Mm. what I'll learn the skills whilst I'm doing it and that's exactly mm-hmm. what you've done and you've just smashed it like completely which mm. is just it's amazing a bit like fake it till you make it i remember yeah, fake it, yeah, I faked a lot of it. <laughs> but it's a bit like um i think one of our lecturers sent us this year when we were sort of doing our um linkedin and uh, not linkedin but like applying to jobs and doing a, like a practice kind of uh, application yeah, and one of the facts he sent us was like it was something crazy like 90 percent of women only apply to a job when they think they met all, yeah. meet all the criteria Whereas but for men yeah, yeah. yeah it was something like 40 <laughs> yeah. percent they only yeah. they only apply when they have only 40 percent of that criteria and then they just mm. kind of you know they just they highlight it. those bits you know yeah. but i think that it's so true and i think it's so important yeah. to kind of know that you don't have to meet all the criteria and also there's a lot of stuff they haven't asked for which you've got and that's gonna you know they don't always know what they're looking for in terms of like so they don't you've know got what this. they're looking for and they don't know who's out there as well exactly so and there's stuff yeah. you can come in and you can make those changes which they would never have been ready for and that's kind of this mm-hmm. being this entrepreneur entrepreneur within an organization you know that's changing true. it and I think maybe that comes back to what you said about why did you do it? It's because you have this kind of ambition, this drive that we've spoken about. And it is this kind of want to do things big. You know, you can just be in a club and just kind of, you know, that's fine. I've done something great there. But you you want to do more. You want to keep going forwards. And that's what we're talking about. And this is the kind of people I think that listen to this podcast, the people that want to do everything big, you know, and be yeah. excited about it. Because where's the, where's the fun in just settling and just thinking, you know, yeah. I did that. That's great. And then just reflecting on it, like move forward, learn from it and do something amazing. Yeah. Um, so true. Yeah, I definitely say reflecting as again to your third podcast where you were saying um, about <laughs> taking the opportunity at university. Yeah, fan of your work, guys. <laughs> um, I would definitely say like I strongly encourage students or anyone in a position where they can to take the opportunities that are presented to them mm-hmm. and make their own opportunities like for example make Maya you luck. were yeah you were what was it president of an actress oh, yeah. you had just yeah. gone Maya, yeah. um and yeah just experiences like that I would definitely say people mm. should so people should. on I know you kind of mentioned it because you, you said that this is kind of what you want to do in the future. Mm. But um, obviously our podcast is called Making It Big. It's so big. just out of interest, what, I guess to some extent, what does that mean for you? But also, what do you hope to do, you know, in the next mm. like five, ten years? Or like, do you have a, like a dream or like a thing that you want to pursue? Mm. Like, yeah, mm. tell us. I, what what I, does I, it mean <laughs> big for you? What's the, what's the long term goal? Um, I would say... As I, as I do do computer science um, and I am wanting to go into the field of tech, mm. but I do feel like an industry like that, you need to cover a lot of the groundwork before essentially you can... That, uh, I feel like I need to go in almost corporate, understand mm. understand how corporate manages it, also work for a mm. startup, understand how yeah. startups work. Um, mm-hmm. And 
once I've like acquired the key skill sets, I do mm-hmm. hopefully intend to start my own business or mm. so just something something like that. I am very passionate towards that's great yeah like that entrepreneur in the making over here (laughs) that's so but that's so good like um I'm not gonna lie only I've been so much like oh my god I'm gonna start my own thing like immediately and Mm. actually it's only during um kind of covid that I've changed my mind a bit and I'm like I actually want to go yeah not not like crazily I kind of just want to (laughs) go I want to go and work for other people for a bit startups Mm. corporate and just kind of like suss it out a bit right you always learn something from everywhere and I think you're at, we're at the age where it is that time where we can kind of bounce around a bit. So I'm, mm-hmm. I really agree with what you're saying. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, no matter where it takes you, whatever you do, even if you do it for a year, two years, I think you're definitely going to get something out of it. And I think, yeah. um, are you, are you slightly like, um, cause tech is a really scary place. Like it just is. No, it is like, it's just, um, not in the sense, like I'm not scared of robots, but it's more just like, there's so much <laughs> going on there. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's so much going on there and so many like new yeah. ideas and so many Very just new innovations. Moment, yeah. What, mm. what kind of like, does that, I guess, does that scare you or does that motivate you? Like, are you ready for it? I think, um, Yes, because it's such a fast environment. You're like, yeah. oh, how am I going to keep up? And um, computer science in particular, like our yeah. course has to re um, change their modules every three, four years to keep up mm. with what industry mm. demands. True. Um, I know that. Yeah, so since I've been at uni, like, we've, we were the first year to do one lot of modules and now next year it's a completely different one to what That's last crazy. year's did. Like, it's, mm. And it's because computer science needs to keep up with what industry demands. That's so true. Um, yeah. And obviously, you've always got in the back of my mind, like, oh, God, do I have all the right skills? Like, did I choose the right modules? Have mm-hmm. I done the right experiences? But I think it is that, I wouldn't call it fear. Mm, maybe you could call mm-hmm. it fear. <laughs> where it motivates what you want to do. Because yeah. then, if you do have that side of your head, like, oh, do I have the right skill sets? And you push yourself to get the right skill sets, push yourself to do things that you didn't like do before. And mm. so it's, it's that kind of thing that kind of excites me. Mm. But... <laughs> yeah so true and I guess obviously we've kind of spoken about your goals and stuff and a little bit now Mm. about kind of the difficulties but maybe kind of your next steps now in terms of you know after COVID-19 and going back Mm. to university we're now both in year three um kind of what things (laughs) yeah sound like little primary kind of where have you got to grow do you think and what are you still working on maybe what are you not perfect at and you want to grow in and maybe what <laughs> barriers are in your yeah. way so it's like four questions there but pick your pick your, pick, lot. Pick your favorite pick, pick your favorite question <laughs> out of those um I would definitely say for me like I've given a lot of examples but um mm-hmm. throughout this podcast definitely, I'm yeah. very much a person who waits for opportunity to come to me so, mm. for example, I only started rugby when Duke of Edinburgh required it. True. I didn't start yeah. off on my own. I only mm. became club captain when the girl said, Frankie, you should do it. Like, I didn't yeah. do it by myself. Mm. Um, and I definitely would say, like, I'm trying not to be, but I'm definitely a person who, like, when opportunity comes, then they accept it rather than mm. seeks opportunity for themselves. Mm. And that's something that I definitely want to develop going mm. into mm-hmm. next year. Um and the year after and like and not even seek out opportunities but make opportunities for myself like mm-hmm. the fact that you guys start, started this podcast is incredible and that is like mm-hmm. an amazing opportunity but you guys found that for yourself um mm-hmm. rather than someone being like oh do you want to start a podcast mm-hmm. um and it's things like that that I definitely well it's that balance isn't it because there's that 
there's that you looking for things and being mm. so receptive to opportunities because like so many things are thrown your way but you also have to see them you know you have mm. to make your own luck in that mm. you know we all have opportunities every single day but it's whether you see it as that or you see it as like a passing fluke or something mm. but also it is this environment and people you surround yourself with and you've said like your friends were like you should go do that and I think as much as yeah you definitely strive to do things off your own accord but the people you surround you with are so important mm because they also motivate you and we spoke about university being this kind of network of people that also want you to do well and stuff and it being so so I think who you surround yourself with and the friends you make and the people Mm. that tell you honestly no don't do that or yes I think you'll be great at that Mm. that's networking and that's also so important so I think you're definitely on the right lines in that you're kind of doing both you're not kind of neglecting one or the other you're Mm. doing both and that is the best way you can be to kind of get where you want to go and just keep all those doors open also it is just so much easier said than done right like we always Mm. say i'm gonna go and get loads of opportunities and sometimes it just does take your friend to be like oh you should do it and do you know what's Mm -hmm. really funny is that like although maybe your friends told you to take captain i am so certain there are probably so many people that may be like no it was actually frank he was like no my you should do this or like you should do that and it's so interesting Mm. that then you are that person for other people, but it's mm. like, we're very rarely that person for ourselves, And I think that's yes, where- this is so true. That's where it's like, it's because we don't like to kind of big ourselves up. We're not like, no, you know what, I can do this. But I think yeah. that's what needs to change slightly. And yeah. in some ways mm. you feel a bit like, oh, like I'm being a bit up myself, but actually yeah. like, who cares? It's it, like, like what you said, Harry, like bringing that luck to you and creating that environment mm. where you can make those opportunities. And like, even from what you've done with rugby, right? Mm. oh my god I could literally so see you just being like this like person for just the whole of England mm. rugby and then like world <laughs> rugby and then I just see I just mm. so see it like I'm not even kidding like you have made such incredible changes in Bristol and I'm sure all the other unis are like damn this girl has just done incredible stuff and mm. like use it I think that's bloody mm. amazing like you yeah, seriously don't forget us remember where you started <laughs> guys you guys pick me up way too much honestly like I, I'm loving it don't worry <laughs> take it all in um so yeah I guess you kind of we kind of covered everything we want to speak about unless you had um kind of like some actionable advice you know if you were maybe mm. speaking to little Frankie now in year seven oh, and she was thinking oh, where am I gonna go what would what else? would you tell Frankie <laughs> oh interesting oh I don't know actually do rugby <laughs> yeah start, start, start now. rugby start, start rugby soon yeah um I would definitely say like we said it earlier just try everything yeah because like, mm. I yeah. instead of saying like start rugby now because obviously that's the route that I've ended up going down yeah yeah exactly. I kind of like as I did like tried everything for myself and worked yeah. out for myself because I know a lot of people who like do sports or do like extracurriculars where their mm. I don't know their parents have advised them to do it or their friends mm-hmm. then they've always got that subconscious oh but like is this really like what I want to be doing yeah. If you found it for yourself and you've enjoyed it yourself, mm-hmm. you are way more likely to enjoy it. And then you are way more likely to find mm-hmm. like maybe even a career path out of it or maybe just mm. like your little side hustle or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. Like that, mm. that's what you enjoy. So I just say try everything. Don't stress. Don't stress. Mm. Love yeah. that. <laughs> don't stress. Funny is like just don't stress. And it's like, what does that even mean? And then it's like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's such good advice, though. I think that's. um Yeah. And you're like a perfect example of like doing that, literally. So I think that's. um that's pretty amazing. Mm. Brilliant, yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm well, so excited to see where you go. Yeah, oh and God, thanks, so Frankie, for being... And you guys as well. 
Thank you for being our first guest. It's been yeah. like no I really enjoyed being on this. Really enjoyed. Yeah, it. well, I'm sure you're going to be coming on again. Like, <laughs> yeah, like you know, you when we're actually at uni and stuff, I'm sure you guys are going to be doing incredible stuff as well. So it'll be great to talk about that. And mm-hmm. like, like you said, I think computer science, tech, all of that is constantly evolving. And like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't mm. really know much about it. So it'll be really interesting to also just like stay kind of in the loop of what is going mm. on and, um, mm. you know, whether robots do take over tomorrow. Give us a heads up. No, literally. <laughs> no, but it's been amazing. And like, thanks for all your like insight into, I guess, you know, the rugby side of it, your leadership mm. side, why that helps you in entrepreneurship, but also like everything you've learned. And you've been, I guess you've been so honest with us in the sense what you also want to like, do as to like how do you how you want to grow what you want to do next year and that's something Mm. that not a lot of people are like kind of like willing to speak about so that's amazing so thank you for doing that yeah yeah thank you for being so open i really enjoyed being on this thank you (laughs) i guess um do you want to let people know if they want to kind of contact you maybe your linkedin or something is that somewhere you're open to kind of yes of course i love linkedin um, Same. My LinkedIn. My LinkedIn is uh, Francesca Wolf. I went for the professional name rather than, <laughs> rather than the street fine. name for the for the employers. Francesca yeah. Wolf. Um, yeah. And you have there. joined the Making It Big Network, yes. which is a little group we're starting yes. on LinkedIn. Um, so if you are listening and you're thinking, I'd love to like speak a little bit more to Frankie or even to us too and connect with us, mm-hmm. definitely just apply to connect to that we'll let you in um and it's just kind of a place where you can kind of share your thoughts your insights and ideas and just bounce off each other we kind of want to encourage like really positive kind of connections and stuff so that's what that is and yeah our instagram as well so if you want to see some behind the scenes i'm sure we'll have some stuff up with frankie um and some little bios and what she's been up to and kind of keeping up with her as well because it's really interesting to kind of follow the story now um and that's kind of what's so great about us is that we are now going to go do it you know so it's exciting can i just say it's so random Wolf as a surname is just so badass. Like I would die to have that surname. Like you could, oh my God, I don't even know. Like literally like Dr. Wolf or like Mrs. Wolf. Like you are going to smash business or rugby or whatever. Like you are actually with that surname. Clearly by my surname. You got it. That is is all your success is for surname. In one name. (laughs) That's so funny. Um, But yeah, it was lovely having you and um, have a lovely day to all our listeners. Thank you guys, thanks for being such amazing Yeah, Yeah, me again. (laughs) yeah and i guess um just like and review and anything on apple Podcasts would be so appreciate the support and we've had some amazing reviews so far it's so great to hear that you guys are really liking and yeah we're just so open to everything you know suggestions (laughs) ideas everything just maybe not everything everything. (laughs) that is not true (laughs) yeah just Um, all right well fab have a lovely day everyone yeah see ya